Hey, Fempreneurs. I'm Laura Tucker, the producer of the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. Lindsay is away this weekend on a women's retreat, so I'm introducing podcast 92 to you, turning your passion into your business with Maya Corona. Let's dive in. Welcome. Hello, lovely lady. We get to finally have a conversation. I'm so excited. Me too. I was um, I, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I remember the first time I came across uh, with your Instagram and, and we were talking about marketing, like how to market. Wasn't it, and- wasn't it a live, like a, an Instagram live and you hopped on and you were commenting and stuff, right? Isn't that yes. our first time we like met kind of? Yes. Yes. Okay. So how fitting that we're having our first conversation on Instagram live. (laughs) See, social media is amazing. I think um, I I have met so many people through this Mm -hmm. more than I think in person. Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially over the last two years, right? Like, thank goodness. um, Yeah. We're two of the many, many tens of thousands of women, I think that have embraced social media, but I think there's still a lot who are watching this video or will be listening to this on a podcast or something and who are are thinking right now, gosh, I wish I wish I was better at embracing Instagram to meet people. Um, And so I hope our conversation today will enlighten them and give them some tips and tricks. Yes. Well, um, what if you if we start a little bit with um, who's Lindsay? What is Lindsay up to? And like more in where your career started because um, I you know I had to go and do my little research about you, who you are and you pop everywhere so that oh, is good. so awesome <laughs> oh thank you yeah yeah and, and so a little bit of yeah where did you start I just wanted to say before I, I share a little bit about my backstory that I really hope to use this recording on my podcast, the Femprinter podcast. So I am going to kind of flip this over to you a couple times, Maya, and ask you questions about your life. And you're such a creative person. And and once I met you, like we were saying on that Instagram live that day, I did, you know, research you and I looked at your Instagram profile and I was so impressed with how you are using your creative genius uh, all your b- abilities creatively. And so I hope to dive into a little bit of, of what you're up to in this interview as well, if you have time. Um, yeah, for sure. I love sharing about what I know and okay, who good, I am. Good. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, good. Because there was talk of maybe doing an interview of us, you know, of where I interview you, which we can still do. But I was kind of hoping that this could be a real juicy episode where you share lots of your goodies too. So um, yeah, so a little bit about me. Uh, this is actually my fifth book that I've written for Fempreneurs. It is the Fempreneur Marketing School workbook. Um, I recently learned that it's way more fun to write workbooks than just book books because <laughs> they require people who are reading them to do work, which is what actually gives them the results that they want. So I think my days of writing book books are over. It's all workbooks from here on in, plus like the bigger size and you can like open it, it stays open and you can write in it and Anyway, so how I learned that I love sharing my knowledge with women was when I was working as a financial advisor for a large international investment firm. And the term financial advisor is very deceiving Um, still today, unfortunately. um, These are usually commissioned salespeople who are paid to sell you financial products. And I was really passionate about teaching women about saving and investing and teaching them about the different products that were available and then letting them make their decisions of whether or not they wanted anything from me or if they wanted to go talk to their banker about something that they could already get um, from that person rather than working with me. I just wanted to educate people, right, specifically women, because I grew up with very little financial knowledge. I fumbled my way through my 20s kind of messing, uh, messing up my finances a little bit and eventually learned some really cool things that I felt like, you know, a lot of the women you know, who are now probably 40-ish, didn't learn in high school. And maybe their parents didn't even know this stuff, so they couldn't teach them either. So that was how I learned um, that I love teaching women stuff. And also just gathering the women together so they feel like they're in a safe place. So I started holding seminars about saving and investing. I wasn't teaching. I was usually bringing in the guest speaker. And I was just like, you know, providing food and wine in a place. 
And that really continued. I, I discovered that events don't have to be big and extravagant and difficult to plan. They can literally just be gathering a group of like-minded people together who want to learn a little bit of stuff together and bounce ideas off of each other. And then fast forward, you know, many years, that was back in 2011 when I got into the finance industry. In 2014, I got fired from that job because I wasn't producing enough commissions, <laughs> um, which right. was a blessing. But at the time, I was devastated and cried for two days. Um, but I quickly, you know, figured out, like, opened my eyes and realized I could continue to work in the finance industry with women. Um, and I could do it in a way that actually felt good for me and make money at it. So I actually hired a business coach quite quickly and wrote my first mm. book. And it was through the process of writing the book while marketing it as I wrote it so that I was telling the world that I was writing a book so that I had to finish it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I learned all of these marketing things kind of by accident. And then later, um, after more and more women were like, women, female business owners were like, how are you doing that? And how does this work? And how do I do this on Facebook? And how do I do this on LinkedIn? So I started to realize that I had figured out some things that other women entrepreneurs wanted to know. So I eventually started Fempreneur Marketing School back in early 2019. And throughout the course, um, from my first book to my fifth book, I've continued, you know, every couple of years, realizing that I've learned more things that I want to share. And I just kind of package it into a book and a course or or that, that kind of stuff. So, and I'm a mom, I have a 16 year old son. He was really the driving force behind a lot of the scary things that I did. I wanted to show him that we have to believe in our dreams, but we also have to do things that most people aren't willing to do to get those dreams to become reality. So trying yeah. to show off for my son has been a big part of what drives me. That's so amazing. I, I love the whole story about Yeah, because I think what you said, we are not, um, nobody teaches us in school how to deal with finances. I am still learning lots on that. And my husband keeps telling me, you need to sit with me and like go through it so you understand. I'm like, yeah, just send the invoices. And I, yeah, it, he is the one that does everything. And being in, in Canada, like, coming from Mexico, it was a little bit different, right? Like, I have no idea yeah. how taxes work and all that stuff. And in Mexico, I always had my accountant and still didn't know what I was doing. And like, oh, here are all the stuff that you, that you asked for. And that was it. But like knowing how to deal with finances, it's, it's not something they teach you in school. Uh, yeah. 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 For life. You know. And when did you move from Mexico to, and did you come straight to Calgary when you left Mexico? <clears throat> no, um, I left Mexico in 2007. Um, I was kind of bored of being, working where I was working. Um, since I was in school, I started working early because I wanted to have the experience. Because when you finish university, everybody's like, But do you have experience? I was like, how do I'm going to have experience if I, I just finished school? Yeah. And so um, I started uh, doing internships uh, everywhere. And then I think I was a little bit burnt out. Plus, I had a boyfriend that wasn't a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so That's a that really nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so that helped me to... Um, to push myself a little bit out of the comfort zone. And so I, I had a friend in Vancouver who uh, was with me in school and dropped off and came to Canada and said, why don't you come and like, maybe we open a studio over here. I'm like, whoa, that will be so cool. And wow. he's like, how's your English? I'm like, it's pretty good. <laughs> so you were like starting from scratch, learning English while opening a business. Yeah. That is yeah. so brave and awesome. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, like because I feel that I've always been a little bit, um, not very extrovert, mm. but or like adventurous. But uh, but I am, and I keep doing things, and I I feel that I'm not. But you know, it's just the stories we run in our head. Right. Um. Yeah. So I moved in 2007, and then from there did school there, met my husband, and then he's from Calgary. So we lived there for six years and then moved to Calgary. 
and uh, started all over again meeting people and and starting a new business here and so yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> nice yeah I think yeah. it, I think like your what you you said at the beginning before I hopped on like your mission for this podcast or for this interview just to inspire people through this conversation I think um, I, I thought that we were going to be talking specifically about creativity when I was listening to your interview last Friday and I was all excited to like be on this Friday. I thought it was more focused on like artists and creation. And so I got, I, I, I thought about that and I know that's not what it's about necessarily, but I thought about that and I was like, I really, I really realized like how important creativity is as an entrepreneur like even just the stuff I build on Canva and the videos that I make and if I try to make a reel which I hate Instagram lately because <laughs> I can't make a reel and get the text to stay in the right oh parts of the video goodness. like is that you too are you having that problem yep that's why like, I, what is I, that I just keep um trying to not put those or if I do put uh, text I don't do it on on Instagram I do it on a different oh, platform so I was thinking about trying that I got so oh. angry last night I'm like oh, I made this awesome reel and I had you know the text all timed out and it comes out and it's totally messed up and I'm like Instagram can you please do reels actually or not at all one of the two because yeah. this halfway thing is not working for probably all of us entrepreneurs and the funny part is like they were saying that they fixed that but they oh, haven't really? yeah no they haven't no they haven't <laughs> Well, anyways, back to the creation thing. I mean, yeah. you create beautiful visual art, but you also create, obviously, stuff like on Canva. You create, you know, all sorts of things for your business and and not just for your business in the sense of to make money, but to serve others like this, this interview series you're doing on Fridays, the visual side of it, the marketing side of it, like you're creating all this stuff. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs think it's really hard to do that. And they, so they kind of, they just put it, put it off or something. Would you, would you have any words of wisdom for entrepreneurs who are still not confident in their ability to create? I, I think that we had a little bit of that, um, go to school and forget about doodling and coloring and just focus in school. And, mm. um, I have a background in graphic design. So for me, it's easy, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I'm always creating. But I have some friends that keep asking me, like, how do you do all this and like market yourself and do right. all that? Um, I think it's just being, not worrying about what everybody's going to think about what you're mm -hmm. posting. Right. And that you like it, that you love it and whatever you're putting down the colors you're choosing, the picture you're choosing speaks to you. So mm -hmm. the people that see it, it can connect because sometimes I feel that we try all these templates that aren't really you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, mm, that doesn't, I don't relate to that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just because really it's not you putting it. Mm -hmm. You just grab something. But if you grab something that is really, um, the colors you love, the typography, and it's just awesome. And just make it yours. I guess yeah. that's the tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I guess yeah. Thinking about the kind of feel you want people to feel when they look at it, even and your favorite colors, and and once you you know, as a newer entrepreneur who doesn't have their brand colors nailed down, that might be tricky. But Eventually, I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs are just afraid, like you said, to kind of fumble along for a while. They think people are watching me and they think that I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like nobody really cares as much as you think they do. Like, I know. <laughs> they don't care. And all they care about is that you're trying. You're doing something that's admirable, you know. Right. And yeah, yeah, I actually just so to this to tie into this concept of the need to create as an entrepreneur. I made a new video yesterday for, and I can schedule time to make videos in my calendar and then just not be feeling it in that time block and then not make videos because if I'm not feeling it, it's like when you go to sit down to paint, you have, you must have to be feeling something kind of bubbling yeah, up inside you. Yeah, in the flow of 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think there might be ways to get yourself there. Like, okay, I know I need to go for a walk. I know I need to drink this beverage and this amount. and I need to take vitamin B. Like, I don't know. I don't really have a formula. I just have to be feeling it. And I had the house to myself. And I knew for a long time that I needed to make a new video for Femprinter Marketing School. So I literally was like in my underwear, making a video, greasy hair, hadn't showered from going to the gym in the morning. And I made this awesome video, which I'm actually going to put as the link in my bio for the weekend because I want people to go and watch it and give me feedback on it. And I'm so happy with it. And I think so many entrepreneurs think that they have to have everything just right and it has to be so perfect. And like my hair was greasy. Like if I would have turned my head like this, you would have seen my extensions. Like, cause, cause I literally like clipped them in to make my greasy hair look a little bit fuller. Right. And it was just, yeah, I think, I think it's just so cool. Like COVID sucks. I will we'll admit that, but it has been so cool. Like I right now smell really bad. I came from the gym again. My hair is super greasy. I still haven't watched it since last night. And here we are having this inspiring conversation that I hope a few fempreneurs will take just a tidbit away from that will boost their confidence, that will give them some direction. And I think COVID really kind of pointed us in that direction in a lot of ways. Yeah, I see more and more people uh, using social media and getting out of their comfort zone um, and and like listening to like, for example, like you, uh, what you share, I was watching some of the videos um, that you have on YouTube, um, the challenge that you've been doing. So I did one of the challenges yesterday. I don't know if you saw, but I put it on Instagram and I should have tagged you. I don't know, but I I forgot. (laughs) Um, But it was like me going out of the door and getting into the car and driving to the store and getting down there. Like, Oh, I kind of, yeah, I haven't done this once in a while because I just forget because I'm painting, I'm doing over here. And, but those reminders help. And um, I remember when I started these uh, interviews, conversations, um, I was so scared. I was like, my voice will like, uh, uh, and if I couldn't read it properly, I was like, no, nah, it was horrible. Um, yeah. But now I can... If I don't say it properly, I'm okay. And I, I'm like, okay, wait a second. Let's go back. Let's read it properly so people understand it. Um, and, and, and I think that people, the more they do it, well, practice makes better and yes. better and better and yes. better. So, um, yeah, I think uh, people just need to, we need to keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to kind of like do a, cause this, my script, like I jotted down things. Okay. I got to back up a little bit. So back to the creating thing. Right. Um, one of my latest graduates from my femme authors program, she, her workbook is going to be going on Amazon really soon. I actually get the privi- privilege of helping her with the cover design and everything. Um, she is, she's written a workbook about course creation. So her business is helping and she's been a teacher for 20 years Mm. and she's, um, she's taught like, I I think mostly teenagers. (laughs) So God bless her. But anyways, she has this business now helping people create their courses, or she also does audits of courses. So if you have a course that no one's buying or no one's completing it, she'll go through and help you make it better. And I'm going to butcher this, but she has this kind of script. And this is the reel I was trying to make last night was sharing um, some of my video engagement tips. And one of them was this script of like making sure you say this stuff so people know what you have, who it's for and why it works kind of thing. But um, so this is what I was trying to do with this Femprinter Marketing School video. I was like, she's, you know, very much educated me in how to be a little more clear and get to the point a little quicker. Cause I'm always about the feels and telling stories and like what color glasses am I wearing? And like, but I need to add a little more meat to my videos. Sometimes I will admit, um, you know, maybe not all of them with my dog as the focus kind of thing. <laughs> um, but speaking of which he's staring at me right now. Um, but yeah, so, so this video, one of the things that I said right off the bat was 80% of my Femprinter Marketing School graduates, and there's 175 of them to date, wow. are perfectionists. They tell me that they're perfectionists. They struggle with perfectionism and they overthink everything. And that Femprinter Marketing School, because it's built by a non-perfectionist, 
helps them to stop overthinking things and to just sometimes you don't love the post you just created in Canva, but post it anyways, because like we were saying, people don't really care that much that it doesn't look just right. And as you surround yourself with more fempreneurs, they'll shoot you a message and say, hey, I really like that post you just put out. But you know what you should try next time is maybe use this font instead because that font was kind of hard to read. Or maybe say it this way because I think the words you use were a little too soft and not powerful enough. Like fempreneurs will lift each other up. And I think that's yeah. another thing. Um, the book that I wrote, uh, my third book was called We Should Be Friends. And it's about mm -hmm. women lifting each other up and it's stories from Femprinter Marketing School grads and it's actual um, it's actually a book about how to build a community because I have successfully built a pretty massive community of female entrepreneurs and I wanted to just lay out exactly how I did it in a book so that book is called We Should Be Friends mm -hmm. and um, yeah so I guess it's just like believing in the fact that when you put something out there as long as you're doing it from a place of love for others it doesn't yeah. matter that it's yeah. not maybe as good as it will. Maybe a year from now, you're going to do a post like that. It's going to be 10 times better. Who cares? You can't get there if you don't keep trying, you know? Yeah. So yeah. tell me about you and like your creative journey. Like you said, you have a graphic design background, but like, hey, go away, dog. You, um, that doesn't mean you had any idea how to start a business. Like what were some of the things you did when you started your business as an artist, selling art, teaching, you teach art classes too? I, I do. Yeah, I do. So some all these color. things you do in your art business, like how did you get that started? And what are some things you would tell them printers that they should be doing? Cause it really worked well for you. I, I was, I guess, again, burnout of graphic design and I was doing a little bit of painting I started I think 26 no 2017 with my kids painting and exploring and colors and then I did a little painting and I put it on Facebook and somebody's like can I buy that and then I went uh sure give me I don't know 60 bucks and she's like hey Maya um thank you so much for the painting. And so I went and put it in a frame and I gave it to her and she's like, this is amazing. I just wanted to say that this painting, I was expecting you to say, yeah, it's like $400 plus frame. And I'm like, uh, what? Excuse me? Um, wait a second. What did I do right now? And she's like, yeah, remember that, um, She's like, I don't know if you read the book about the bucket, having your bucket filled up. And, and it's all about those feelings, right? Like, and the balance when you share something and somebody shares something with you and, and how that bucket starts filling up. And so I, I wasn't sure at that time if I read the book, but she explained everything. And when I came back home, I was like, hmm, that makes total sense. Like, why am I charging, I don't know, $2,000 for a logo design and $60 for a painting that is taking me the same or longer the amount of time? Like, I already have all the experience. Like, it's not that I started painting and I didn't know anything. I went to graphic design school, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I was done. I was like, you know what? There was... Two years passed and I was done with graphic design and marketing and I was like, this is, uh, I don't like it. Um, it was too much stress for me at that point. I needed something different, something that I could create, something that I won't, it was coming from me. So um, I told my husband, I'm, I'm done. I just don't want to do it. And he's like, well, just quit. And I was like, okay. I was freaking out. Like that feeling of... <gasps> Yeah, anxiety, full on crying. <laughs> and, and I did it. We went to Mexico for, we usually go every, um, like from December to January, like a full month. And we do year review. What do we want to, what did we do? And what do we want to do for the next year? Wow. And there he's I like, yeah. And he's like, okay, we do the, the, the best year ever. Like, I don't know if you heard about it. It's from Mel Robbins. Um, oh. Yeah. So she has this book that, that you can review your year and like, not just from the business side, but uh, 
the love um, with your uh, family, with uh, your boyfriend, husband, uh, who like everything in your life. Like you go all the aspects and, and review that. So he's like, okay, here's blank slate. Start, what do you want to create for next year? And that was from 2018 to 2019. And I was like, I just... I just want to paint. I want to have a business that is successful because I know that artists can get paid. It's not like artists always start. And it kind of started there, but you know, yeah, <laughs> I've been yeah. working. Um, I was selling already. I was selling commissions um, just on the side. I will paint in the evenings or in the mornings and things mm -hmm. like that. And then I... Um, yeah, I said, okay, I'm going to build my website. It doesn't matter. I don't have a logo. Which matter my colors? It doesn't matter. I'm like, here we go. And, wow. and I, I think I started with my Instagram. Yeah. It so was you had called... an Instagram before your website? Yes. Okay. I'm always that curious was... to know which order people do that in because some do it the other way, right? They have the website for years and that's like their sole, you know, marketing kind of play and then they eventually get on Instagram but I like that you started with Instagram I think uh, I think it was because so I have my personal Instagram and I wasn't very active I just you know posting what I ate my coffee <laughs> and you know all those things the, the beautiful coffee with the leaf on the top and all that. yeah <laughs> you know um and then I started with uh, doing some lettering and I don't think I'm very good, and and probably it's just because I didn't enough didn't put enough time to perfect what I was learning. But then when I tried the watercolor, people started to really like it, and so that I saw that the attention was more like if I had a website at that time, it was not gonna have the same attention because mm. here. On Instagram, and I, I I was interacting with people. I was having conversations about yes. how they liked it, if they could buy it, and I was like, "This is awesome! Like, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I'm liking this." So I put a lot of effort on my Instagram, and then it started as a creative adventures. And there was a point where I went to a show or something, and somebody said, "Um." Who's creative adventures? And I'm like, me. And he's like, why not just Maya Corona? Like, that's a cool name. And everybody will remind it, remind remember that it's you, not like creative adventures. Who the heck is that? And I'm like, oh, good point. So that made me like right away. I came back home and changed it. Maya Corona art and design. And I made a new logo and uh and that was it. And then January came and I was like, okay, website, here we go. I have my little logo that I created for my Corona art. Um, and yeah, and I set it up as a, obviously my husband helped me a little bit with some of the yeah. technical stuff, but yeah, we've been, I've been doing this. I, I keep telling him, I don't know any strategy. I don't know any of this. And he's like, Maya, you do, you're doing it. You just, it's natural. It's just coming because you're loving what you're doing, so yeah. you want to share that. So, isn't yeah, it funny how when we really love our work, we feel almost like we're doing something wrong? Like we're like, this can't be my like actual life. This is really fun. <laughs> like we grew yeah. up being told that like work and adulting, and now we're like, woo! I get to do fun stuff every day. I get paid, and it's like <laughs> there's something I'm doing. I got to be doing something wrong here. Like, yeah, something that is not. Yeah, people say that it's hard, like working is so hard and they just want the weekend. I'm like, it's the weekend and I'm painting and I'm yeah, like, I know I love working on Saturday mornings when no one's around or everyone's sleeping or everyone's vegging in front of the TV. I love just getting down and like making a video or, you know, know. like making a new like, you know, welcome email for my friend for her community or like, I love that stuff. And like, if someone would have told me when I was in high school, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like if someone would have told you when you were in high school that this is what you're going to be doing for a living, you would have been like, okay, can I just start doing that now? Like, I don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I saw a reel that somebody said, what was it? It was, if somebody told me that chemistry was going to be this and it's like two, I don't know, I think clay and 
paint and she mixes it. And it's like, I would have started paying more attention because, yeah, I remember um, art and uh, drama and all those artistic um, sports and all that. I was so good. I don't know you, but uh, everything else, math, uh, chemistry, physics, oh, my goodness. It was yeah. a nightmare for me. But everything yeah. else, I will even charge people if they wanted me to do their homeworks. So I was yeah. doing some entrepreneurship back then, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so I have a funny story about entrepreneurship in high school. Um, I haven't interviewed my boyfriend on Instagram <clears throat> Live yet, but I'm going to. He owns a restaurant here in Cochrane. It's actually the best restaurant in Cochrane. Mm. So if you ever come out here, mm. make sure okay. to get some food there. What's the name? Uh, it's, it's called Donaire on the Run. It's downtown mm -hmm. Cochrane, and it's uh, it's a full restaurant. It's it's wonderful. The food's amazing because nice. it's mostly his mom's recipes. They're Yum. from Syria. Um, but anyways, my boyfriend was born and raised in Calgary and in high school, he had a business actually like being people's bodyguards. He was kind of known to be like, someone you don't mess with. And he had these like kind of underdog kids that he just do in class. And they were like, if I give you my lunch money every day, will you make sure no one beats me up? And he, he ended up having like six clients at one time. He was making like ridiculous money. And he just, if they called, he had to like be there to just like show his presence so that these people wouldn't mess with it. Like that, that was how he was making money. <laughs> Actually might've been junior high. I just learned this about him on the weekend. I was like, how have you never told me that? That is the awesomest thing ever. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you, you do whatever it fits. And, and I think that's the, the part that we're learning. Did you ever do any type of business in high school? No, I mean, no. And like listening to your story and even my boyfriend, like, I feel like as entrepreneurs, we, we create these businesses because people ask us to. And like hmm. you said, like someone was like, why did you not make your logo and your business name your name? And, you know, why are you not charging this? And, you know, like, like we have to listen to people. And that's the one thing that, um, Femprenor Marketing School, my first class, I had eight women. I only had the first two sessions planned. I was like, I'm going to teach you a six week marketing school. And I had two of those six weeks planned because I trusted that they were going to kind of guide me about what to build. And I would build the next session the night before I would build the slides. I would have my little notes and it kind of evolved over that first six months or so my first, you know, few classes. But, you know, here we are with almost 200 women through the program and they literally built it. They said to me, like, here's something that is, difficult and I don't understand this can you do this a little different way and I would go back to the drawing board and kind of improve it and get their feedback on it and I think a lot of people were raised also that they are so terrified I think this is because of I don't know about in Mexico but our school system here it's like this is the test and if you don't do well in it you suck like you know like there's no yeah. uh like there's no feedback and then make it better you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you get one shot at it and that is not the real world. And I don't understand why our school system works the way it does. Um, but the real world works that you go out and you pitch your idea of what, you know, you want to do, or you just start doing it and get yeah. feedback on it. And then it becomes better because people tell you how to make it better and you don't have to do so much work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, since I started the business, the first commission that I received through um, when I had the website, I asked the people, um, I put my Google um, business ready. I'm like sending, please, can you give me a review? Like really, really tell me what do you think about the whole experience with me and the painting and, and people forget that, that those testimony t testimonials or reviews mm -hmm. um help not just to like oh cool you have a lot of them but to really um learn from yourself like what yeah. happened um yeah. and yeah it's just i i love the part that you said uh, they keep telling you what um what the curse like what they wanted for the the program because when I started, when I started also with watercolor um, classes, I was like, how am I going to teach watercolor? Like, I know how to paint, but how? And my friend is like, well, just what are the steps that you're following? 
I'm like, and I did my first one. And yeah, I like, I was writing every single question they had. And I, okay, okay, well, adding that, 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 that. And yeah, I've, I've done so many classes. Like, I cannot even say a number of the people that I've taught. And, and now it's, it's just amazing to see that, oh, if somebody asks me again, if I can teach something, like it just comes from what people are doing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and like back to the testimonials thing, that was exactly how I grew from Printer Marketing School because I asked them for testimonial videos oh, during the better. six weeks and I had them send them to me and I still have a bunch of them forever and they keep bringing new people into Printer Marketing School because they're like, well, look at what this person said about what this program did for their marketing confidence and for their business growth. And so, yeah, but, but the, the other thing that's important about my story, and I almost forgot to mention this, I taught Femford Marketing School, the six-week program, to 100 women completely oh, yes. for free. So that is something that I, I really want everyone to understand who's either feeling like their business isn't moving forward quickly enough or feeling like they want to start a business, but they don't know what to start with. Like what we're talking about, putting stuff out there and getting feedback. You got to just put something out there and you can't always expect people to pay for it right off the bat, especially like for me, I, I was a financial consultant. I still am. I still do all the financial stuff like investments and life insurance, but it was like, I'm going to teach a marketing school. <laughs> so I wanted to teach it for free because I wanted honest feedback. I wanted them to help me build it. Um, and I got all, a lot of those amazing testimonials were from a lot of women that never even paid for the program. But people don't need to know that. All they need to know is, does the program work and do you recommend it? Right. Yeah, and then exactly. after my, my 100th grad, I started charging for it. Um, and now it's uh, $197 two times. So two monthly payments. And that includes three one-on-ones with me. I didn't used to include a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff with me. It was just show up for your weekly session. And if you want to book a one-on-one, -on -one, you pay for it kind of thing. But now I include the one-on-one -on -one and the group coaching um, in the price. So it's actually, you know, it's, it's a better program now that you pay for it because I learned from what the women said that they wanted right. um, that they need kind of those three modalities of, of learning they need they need some some self-directed learning because they didn't want to show up at 6 a.m once a week which was the only <laughs> time I taught the program at they didn't want to do that yeah, so I was I like well, can you commit to watching this one video at some point this week and can you do that once a week for six weeks if you can then I will create videos and I will make it a self-directed video course but you need to show up to some group training and you need to do some one-on-one -on -one stuff with me because we need to customize some of this stuff for your business so right. now it's got all three and it's it's still super duper affordable yeah um, but anyways it's just like like yeah just learning from what people want by listening and asking questions you know that's amazing so um yeah it it always started so Fempreneur came after the, the, the book that you wrote? The, or... the first book that I wrote, yeah. The, the first book that I wrote, The Marketing Process, it's called Money and the 39 Forever Mom. It's like a personal right. finance book for moms. It tells a lot of my embarrassing money stories in it too. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the financial consulting work that I would do with clients and kind of how we would you know, um, build their own and oldest, you know, they own this, they owe this. Um, and then, you know, building plans for future financial goals, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it talks about all the different types of investments and life insurance products so that, you know, women can make educated decisions. Um, mm. It's not a salesy book at all. It's an education book and with a lot of, again, embarrassing stories about my life. But it was that <laughs> marketing process through marketing my book. I got that book in Chapters Indigo stores because of a LinkedIn know. post that went viral. Like, I had some wow. cool stuff. I ended up landing a massive speaking gig down in Maryland, USA, for the Maryland State Bar Association, they flew me first class both ways to speak and bring books. And like they like it was insane. I landed these amazing things through my marketing process. And I wanted to teach other women how to do that kind of stuff. So I built the marketing school. That's so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's so amazing. And so who pushed you to do that? Like, how did you get to write the book? Like, were you looking for um because you said you you hire a business coach 
Yeah. And the so, specific business coach I hired was, um, yeah, to answer your question, this business coach had written three books and he was the keynote speaker at an event that I was at. It was like a financial nerd conference basically. <laughs> and he was the keynote speaker. Um, his whole he was in the financial industry as well, which later became a conflict of interest. I wouldn't recommend this particular business coach to anyone. Actually, the relationship ended very badly. I mm. hate to say, but he was a pretty amazing person in my life for a, a couple years. He helped me a lot. Um, just unfortunately, the conflict of interest was our mm. demise. And, uh, but long story short, you know, if you want to write a book, if you want to do anything, yeah, you can, you can do your best and try your hardest on your own. But there's also people out there who've done these things who want to show you how to do it. And yeah. I recommend, you know, well, for I have a Femme Authors program starting up in July. It's a six-month program for women who want to write their book. So they're going to learn a lot of the Fempreneur Marketing School stuff. So a lot of these six core fundamental marketing strategies. And they're going to be actually marketing their book while they write it. And mm. they're going to get the writing coaching because I've written five books. I know how to do all that. And they're also going to get the marketing coaching. They're going to get the team of other women writing books too, which is really the most valuable thing of everything I just mentioned. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, ultimately why I built the, the YYC Fempreneurs marketing school and community is because I wanted more friends like you, Maya. I wanted mm. more friends like awesome women who were chasing their dreams, who were open and honest when things got hard and scary and who were willing to share what's working in their businesses and who want to get together and have drinks on the patios and have conversations that matter because I don't know yeah. about you, but I've had lots of girlfriends that you come away from conversation or time with them. And this mm. hasn't happened to me in probably two and a half years, but it, it's like you talked about celebrities and you listen to them complain about their husband or you or their mother-in-law or how they want to lose 10 pounds and they still aren't doing anything about it. Like, I don't know. There's like no offense to those kind of women, but I don't yeah. want that. I don't want that conversation. I want to talk yeah. about stuff that we're doing and the changes yes. that we're making in the world because we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and it's just what you're focused on. Like if we yeah. keep focusing in, on that stuff and not doing anything, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I totally get that. And I think, your community is so amazing because having that somebody that is lifting you up, somebody that you can just reach out and say, hey, um, what do I do with this? Because I don't know, um, being trying to do a, a business by yourself, I don't know if you got the, um, well, why don't you get a real job? Oh, or, my mom still sometimes says that to me. I'm like, mom, you're just jealous because I actually like what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. I, my mom said, um, it hurts my heart not knowing that you might not get a, a check or this this month because, well, I quit and my husband uh, was doing the, the business also as like an entrepreneur. So we're like, up and down, you know, like yeah. finances were kind of like, yeah. Woo! and my mom yeah. is like, oh, I feel so bad. Why don't you just like find a job, like something or come back, back, come back to Mexico. You're like a queen over here and you're over there like struggling so much. And I'm like, well, I am not that bad. Like it, I'm selling stuff and I'm like, yeah, everywhere. Like I'm doing what I like to do. Yeah. It's taking more work, but it's more. Mm -hmm. The, like I think I found the, the purpose of like what I want to do, like sharing with people, inspiring people, because yeah, it that just makes me happy. It makes my soul like yeah. excited, and and I can wake up next day and not feeling like here we go, okay. Like I don't wake up yeah. like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, uh, um, yeah, I think that that the community and and supporting. Uh, other women it's just it's just a magical because you learn yeah. so much from them and and they share all so many things with you that you yeah it's just reciprocal so yeah yeah absolutely. Uh, so um do you because I, I remember that in that um video you sh share about you and your 
website, um, you did a little bit of, because um, I feel that in our life we have these moments, specific moments that happen that start pointing you to the direction we are going. Yeah. And um, so you started doing, um, you went to school after high school for um, hairdressing. Hairdressing, yeah. And then I'm doing hair this weekend. I'm so excited. I have a hair client tomorrow morning. Really? I am on a mission to make the world blonde. Although I don't think I would make you blonde. You look very gorgeous (laughs) with your hair color as it is. Thank you. Um, Blonde is my specialty because I kind of like blonde. (laughs) I've been been wanting to do something different, but I don't know what what I could do with this. Yeah, yeah. No, your hair is gorgeous. Please don't do anything with it. Um, so after that, you, um, you mentioned you, uh, went <laughs> to Amway for a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. And something yeah, happened you, there. You know. Yeah. Amway. <laughs> so the book, Dale Carnegie's book, how to win friends and influence people. I mm. learned, I learned so much from, from being introduced to Amway when I was fresh out of high school. Like I, I graduated in Dawson Creek, BC and moved to Vancouver because I had older half siblings there. And uh, a couple of them were in Amway and I, and I, you know, learned so much. I learned the concept that you can love what you do, that you can do it on your own terms, that you can be your own boss. No one had ever told me that. My parents owned a gas station when I was growing up and that looked like a freaking nightmare. So I wasn't going <laughs> to do, I thought business ownership would look like that. And I was like, eh, no. And then I learned about this whole concept from Amway about actually having a business and working with awesome people and enjoying it. Um, what I did learn, however, about MLMs, multi-level marketing companies in general, is that I don't want to represent a product or a service that I have zero control over. I don't want to be, um, you know, if a product that I've been selling gets discontinued or if a, pr- a price change happens that I think is ridiculous, like there's just, there's no control with MLMs as far as I'm concerned. So they're not for me. I don't, I'm not involved with any of them. Um, I was only involved with Amway for a few years and the personal development part of it is what I found so valuable. Do you have any Amway experience? I, not Amway, but I, I like that caught my attention because I feel that it was my introduction, like you said, to personal development. Okay. Um, I don't feel that in any other ones that when starting a business, they push you so much to believing in yourself, to like mm-hmm. really get in love with what you're doing. And yeah. I got the same thing like you. Like, I, I'm like, I don't like that. Like, I cannot put my me behind that prop. Like, mm, it feels weird. Right. Yeah. But. I got introduced to Tony Robbins and all these amazing people. Mm. And, and yeah, I, like I did it for a little bit and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think everyone tries me. it. I think everyone yeah. gets into an MLM of some sort and kind of figures out whether or not they like it. And I've got some friends who literally sign up for every new MLM that comes out still like yeah. after 20 some years of doing MLMs. I don't know. I don't know, but it's not for me. It's not my thing. Um, I'm grateful that I read how to win friends and influence people when I was 18. I would recommend that book to everyone and anyone. Um, as a hairdresser, that book was invaluable because I remember working in the salon and I wasn't there very long before I started my own mobile hairdressing business in Grand Prairie. But for a while I was working at a salon in the mall in Grand Prairie. And I remember listening to the other stylists just talk about themselves to their clients and constantly try to find a way to turn everything that client was saying into a story about themselves. Mm. And I just remember knowing that that was not a good thing to do and being mm. like, how do they not know this stuff? Like, how do they not know that it, you have to make it about them and that they need to ask meaningful questions and shut up? Like, how do they not know that? Like, I was shocked that these women who were all like 10 to 20 years older than me were like, and, and, and honestly, I have a really, still have a really bad taste in my mouth about the hairdressing world. I have met a few hairdressers nowadays that say it's not like that anymore, but there was just a real competitive dog eat dog vibe in that mm. salon. And I, I've, I, I've heard other stories. I've got a few hairdresser friends, but 
Um, anyways, so yeah, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great book. Teaches you yeah. how to how to really be genuinely interested in others. And you do have to fake it till you make it for a while with that. Because for the most part, there were times when I was like, I don't care about your what you did last night, but I'm going to ask you anyways. And then eventually I learned to actually genuinely be interested and not just fake it. And yeah, that, yeah. I, that I was going to ask you about that. It's like, is it always for you being interested, so interested in others or is it just, Yeah, I built something you build to it. Um, well, I think I think as entrepreneurs we have to. Oh, I think as entrepreneurs we have to learn how to be genuinely interested in others because people can tell when we're faking it, and that yeah. feels. And I know when someone else, when someone's pretended to be interested in me, and I felt it feels crummy. And I guess I just realized probably not until my like mid 30s that I don't want to make other people feel like that so I have mm. to be genuinely interested I can't just pretend to be interested and yeah so I think for the first you know 15 years of my Dale Carnegie skills I was mostly faking it yeah well. but I was I I was pretty good at it so I don't think <laughs> people noticed but later and the other thing too I think is finding the right people to work with changes the game because when mm -hmm. you're picky about who you work with you actually like for me I don't really want to work with people that I wouldn't drink beers on a patio with like I just don't want to work with people that I couldn't enjoy my time with and that I don't find interesting So I'm lucky enough to be around people that I am just genuinely interested in what they have to say and what they've been up to in their life lessons. And, and, and back to what we were talking about earlier, how do we ever learn anything if we don't talk about them, if we don't ask them questions, if we don't get not just their feedback on what we're doing, but about their life and what they've learned and what they think is really helpful. And, yeah. and speaking of which, I have a question for you, because one of the things that I am so impressed with you, because I have a couple of different artists in the femmeer community, you've got yourself all set up for people to buy stuff right from your Instagram. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that? How do you set that up? If you can give us like a quick mini workshop, <laughs> what, <laughs> how you do that? Do you have to have a website to do that? What's the back end payment processing for that? Um, through Insta Instagram doesn't charge anything to set it up. And um, you just have to have an e-commerce platform either. I'm using Squarespace. Okay. So um, I'm a Squarespace girl too. So I love you. Uh, yeah. Squarespace so is amazing. Um, and once you have everything on your website, there's just a link. It's been a while since I've done it. So what, the moment they said uh, you can connect it and I saw that I could, I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And I went and did a bunch of research. Um, I haven't documented this, so I cannot really tell you exactly step by step. Okay. Um, but uh, there is... In, in the settings, a business um, connect to the website. Um, the in the yeah in the settings from the website to Instagram, and it can okay. be just linked. And okay. so, whatever that brings all the tags and all the stuff to your to your Instagram account, and then okay. it's super easy to just when you put tag product. You put yeah. the name of it, of it, and it just pops up, and and you put, oh yes, I want this, wow. and, and 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 it happens. It, uh, maybe we should do one. We can yeah. like get together and and do yes. a little workshop on that because it is easy. It's not like okay. if you already have your website as an e-commerce, it's like few steps okay. and it's okay. done. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of artists who don't have that set up and I'm not sure why. So I just thought it'd be neat for you to kind of break it down like you just did, which is awesome. I know that's just the tip of the iceberg, but yeah, we could, uh, yeah, yeah. we could definitely get together another time and kind of walk through it a little more in depth yeah. for people and even, you know, just screen, like record the screen and then put that mm -hmm. on YouTube or something for people because, um, yeah, if you're an artist or, you know, an artist, they need to be following, They need to be following Maya Corona art because you're doing, you're doing it as a real business as much as you're doing it as a service and a, and a heart centered, um, 
you know, uh, like a passion project, like you're doing it as a real business. Can you tell us a story about how you started teaching art and not just doing art? Like, was that again, a thing where someone asked you or how did you become an art teacher as well? Uh, yeah, somebody asked me. I <laughs> I met Paula Tim. She had a studio at Sea Space, and I think it was I met her through an event that I we we did as as Rivet, which was the agency I was working with. Um, and then she came to the event, and I really liked. Like I I am one of those people that if I like your energy, I just want to be your friend I'm like hi let's hang out yeah and I'm so the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, some people call me creepy I'm like I'm super creepy like I, if I like somebody I get right up in there I'm like hi we're yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> me too so I went and did that I'm like oh, let's go for a coffee and she's like yeah sure um and so I went on Instagram I'm like hey um should we do this and she's like actually I have um I have some friends over in the studio you want to come I'm like sure so I went there, they were doing art and, and she's like, just bring stuff that you might want to play with. And I brought stuff and there was an art therapy instructor, Paula, who is, she's done some workshops and another girl that came to play and everybody was just like putting paint on the piece, uh, canvas or paper. And I was like, um, this is so scary. They're going to see that I, I, I'm not good at this like you know self-talk like yeah yeah lies 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 yeah <laughs> uh, and then um the the one that uh, michelle the one that is the um the art therapy uh instructor she's like what's going on my ad there's nothing in your paper i'm like i can't i'm like i can't it's just i'm, I'm really yeah and she's wow. like okay um what what is it i'm like i just feel like something pulling me from the back like i i can't right now and she said um what if that that feeling you could put it anywhere where would you put it and i'm like looking around and they were doing a construction on the other side i'm like inside that trailer over there or like that thing and she's just like well do it i'm like that makes no sense but sure like, so you okay. like took the bad feeling out of your body and like put it in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, okay, breathe. And I, we did some breathing um, exercises. And then she's like, okay, you good? And she's like, it's not here. It's over there. And I'm like, huh? Okay, let's try. So I just went and splattered stuff in my page, and I have that that painting. Um, oh, it's downstairs. Um, that I did that day. And it's my, okay, this is it from me starting to paint in front of people because I was freaking out. It's like. So you that... were in a class, like you were learning. No in class. A class no, no. Or just, just, just a, a bunch of people painting together. Just a bunch. In a room. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. Okay. And, and then Paula said, hey, you're pretty good at watercolor, but what have people asked for classes? And I'm like. Uh, no yet like I don't think a lot of people know me yet that was 2018 and then she's like why don't you start doing a class with me in my in my studio and see how many people come so she had like one night where she would invite somebody to teach and then somebody will uh, yeah and she teached after so okay. I was the invited one and I'm like how am I gonna do this I've never done it so I had to go and do a little bit of research and then I I started teaching and every single time I I tried the new a new class or she was very supportive like she 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 asked me to to do it a few times mm -hmm. and sometimes I had two people signing up sometimes I had three people signing up sometimes I had one and mm -hmm. and I didn't care I did it every every single time and everybody was like wow your classes are so much like they have so much i i thought you it was when it was gonna be like one of those come and paint what i tell you to paint like they paint nights and things like that i'm like no no yeah this, this is a workshop like we're learning to understand watercolor 
and everybody right. loves that part because it is very free, very like do what you feel. It's not like follow this. No, you're wrong. That color doesn't go there. No. <laughs> yeah. <just> would love. <laughs> oh, I would love to do a class with you. I'm going to do a class with you. Absolutely. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. We should, uh, when you have a class coming up, send me uh, like a, a, an image and whatever you're using to market it so I can put it in the Fempreneur community email Thank so that you. we can maybe do like a, a little, little Fempreneur squad paint night, not just us, but like have a bunch of us come out too. So thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm excited to be able to share you with um, the Fempreneur podcast listeners too. Yeah. Thank you What's so much. What's your website? For my website, mayacorona.com. Nice. And simple. And yours? yycfempreneurs.com. Hey, I just wanted to add, I think it's super important that what we take away from this discussion between Lindsay and Maya is that we just need to start doing, um, putting things into action, creating from a place of love and always just being ourselves. Thanks for Have a great day.